Fearless Fathers, a podcast by fathers for fathers. This isn't your everyday podcast. This is to get you uncomfortable, to rebuild, to have some fun, and to embrace the fear. Together, we will become fearless. Hey, welcome to the next episode of the Fearless Fathers podcast. I'm your host, Davo. And alongside me, I have my great buddy co-host, Mr. Ryan McDonough. You just had to stick that in there, didn't you? <laughs> I really did. <laughs> I, I wish, I really wish we could have recorded that last conversation, that last hour <laughs> of us, of us just all of our fears and anxiety about actually doing this and put it in. People just to oh, they would have loved it. So just to recap, basically, Ryan's building confidence. I'm just sitting here dabbling along, kind of fumbling through my way, and Ryan's pretty much carrying my back the entire way. So thank you, buddy. Yeah, but you're you're naturally good at this. I have to force myself Aww. every day to want to stare at the world <laughs> and <laughs> get out there and do my thing oh uh, but that's what makes us such a dynamic duo yeah it, it definitely makes everything real natural but you can just hear hear the anxiety in my voice <laughs> like a prey <laughs> animal getting chased through the woods by a large apex predator <laughs> Oh, it's so, going to be one of those episodes, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm in, oh. I'm in a great place. <laughs> oh, I believe it. What? <laughs> anyway, today's topic. <laughs> today's topic can be applied to many things, um, but it's an excellent topic to cover because I, I know I've run into it and I know Dave's run into it. Um, that a lot of new fathers run into and it, it's toxic family relationships oh. or toxic relationships in general yeah this is yeah a good one. <laughs> um this is the mind shift episode like we did with imposter syndrome oh, the imposter syndrome one yeah no it was good i, I actually i actually really enjoyed listening to 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 daddy uh daddy dave uh, daddy <laughs> daddy davo yeah and i did it while i was at work too. <laughs> so if you're listening no i didn't don't don't listen to my podcast also buy a t-shirt <laughs> and might as well just throw a shameless plug on there oh, if you're yeah. listening to the podcast you can always check us out at fearless fathers podcast at both facebook and instagram and also like Ryan said, support us at teespring.com Fearless Fathers Pod. You can find some pretty cool stuff in there. It's a print-on-demand company, so just be aware with the COVID-19 uh, pandemic going on, the shipping has been a little bit delayed. So if you don't get yeah. your stuff within the three to five days, just be patient with them and send them an email, and they'll hook you right up. Yes, they will. And then also, too, if you want to talk to us or yell at us and tell us how much you love us and or hate us and or could really care less about us, drop us a line at fearlessfatherspodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think about the episode, the episodes. Anything you want us to talk about, any good stories for us, by all means, we read all that stuff. We do. So uh, shoot, drop us a line. We'll be happy to hear from you. Absolutely, because we are building engagement one step at a time. So let's get into the topic today. Okay. Toxic relationships. Yeah, let, let's let's go there. Yeah, toxic relationships. Now, there are no set data points you can really derive. A lot of this stuff is colloquial. It's personal relationships. It's, you know, word of mouth stuff. There's not really a reference that you could have like, oh, you can look it up. This many people have had toxic relationships. No, that doesn't exist. No. There's no way. No. So I, I 
I, I did a, I did a little bit of Googling. Um, this is going to be kind of a, you know, a loose episode. Um, but there's a, a couple of articles that I was reading that were very interesting. Um, the first one is on health line.com and it's uh when families become toxic it had a lot of really interesting points of both toxicity when you're a child and toxicity when you're an adult having adult relationship with your family members and also there was an interesting one on abc news seven signs it's time to cut your toxic ties and whereas i would never suggest to cut off a relationship with a family member without trying to say that it goes through a lot of really interesting points about, you know, how fam- the family relationship works and dynamics. And if you can relate to them, that's great. But that's where, you know, we pulled a lot of our talking points from today. I guess I'll start with, there's a there's a really interesting quote from the Healthline article. Um, it's basically in reference to, you know, just a generalized relationship with any family member. If you end up feeling bad after most encounters with a family member, there's probably a good reason for that one worth looking into. And I think that is incredibly deep on so many levels and could apply to almost anybody. Yeah, you hit it right on the head, man. And when you even told me that quote, too, I didn't think of it so much as like you had one bad conversation with a family member. You got into a fight. I look at it as that you have had multiple conversations. It's the same thing over and over again. It's you talk to them and then you feel like you're the asshole at the end of the day, at the end of the conversation, like you did something wrong. Right. And it builds that anxiety and it builds that, well, what the hell did I do? And you just start getting into that whirlwind of emotion of, well, I guess I am a piece of shit at the end of the day because, you know, my mom said so, my dad said so, my brother, sister, whoever, you know, just said, well, this is all your fault. I did nothing wrong. And that's it. Yeah. And what I've noticed, at least, you know, in real life, friends, family members, things like that myself, um, there are family members out there that want to do I don't even know if they want to do that or if it's just built in their minds that they have to do it and maybe falls along the line of like a control freak. Maybe. Everybody's different. Yeah. Um, The other thing is that so if you're an adult now and you've had a relationship with these people for your entire life, um, your relationship drastically changes and there's stuff in your childhood that you sometimes just don't see as like – and then you become an adult and you're like, holy shit, that's completely fucked up. Um, yeah. So like you want to respect these this person or you want to respect these people. But then, you know, your your actual mind grows a little bit and um, you do. And you, start you, you start to feel you start to feel like the black sheep of, of like the family because right, you see right. you, you see through the bullshit. But you see poten- through there's a potential that you're not wrong either. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And and especially when I've noticed like with toxic relationships is the toxic person tries to get everybody to combat against you. Mm-hmm. If you if you've noticed that there's an issue, that person may say, "Oh, they'll play the victim or they'll do this or they'll do that or they'll say this." Oh, I was just trying to help and they they just completely blew me off and then everybody's calling you saying, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" And then you start telling your side of the story and it's like, oh, well, I wasn't told that. Well, no shit, you weren't told that because that doesn't paint the picture of me being a dickhead. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I I just think that's an excellent example. It sounds like you've been through this before. Once or twice. Yeah. Once or twice. This is very near and dear to my heart. And like like I said in the beginning, this is a this is going to be a mind shift episode more than anything. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
what when we conceived this episode, I'm like, hey, hey, Dave, there's not a whole lot out there about that. <laughs> um, he's like, it's cool. It's cool. We'll just wing it. I'm like, uh, all right, you're the boss. <laughs> and that was the end of it. <laughs> so here we are talking about it. But it's um, something that needs to be talked about yeah. at the end of the day. Oh, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, yes. After reading the stories and, you know, looking back and doing a little self-reflection, um, I definitely agree with that because it's mm-hmm. so easy to fall into this trap. Um, it's so easy to God, what's the best way to put it without offending like a thousand people? <laughs> um, it's it's really easy to like become a victim of this and not yes. even realize it till it's way too late to save anything. That's probably the best way you could say it. And also, too, is, you know, the signs are out there, but you bury them so far back because you're afraid of that uncomfortable confrontation that you may have to deal with because it's somebody who you've known literally your entire life. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's know? the that's the key to it right there. Right. It feels like your life is shifting in a way drastically and quickly. Um, and there's nothing you can do about it. Right. But there is there's 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 a, there's a thousand things you can do about it. And I guess that's why we're talking about it. Um, it needs to be talked about. It needs you need to put it out there. You need to start making a plan about how you're going to deal with it. And it could be anything. It'd just be like starting a conversation all the way to completely cutting them from your life. Right. Um, but that's a decision that you're going to have to make. And it's not it's not an easy decision. And I've Ooh. seen it with friends who have completely cut off family members that are just like, I'm done with you because I can't stand, you know, the way you talk about me or, you know, the little, little micro, micro things you throw in there to just plant the seed of like Dane Cook's brain ninja, you know, just plant those little (laughs) seeds in there. And then next thing you know, it builds and builds and you're like, what the fuck just happened? Nice. Um, Nice 2003 reference. Yeah. You like that? (laughs) Yeah, it's good. Um, I gotta, I gotta keep it. What, what do they say? Hip. Yeah, yeah. Hip cool for the hip for the kids who are in their mid thirties, like <laughs> damn millennial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did it. <laughs> um, I mean, there's a full gamut of symptoms, and they're all about what you're feeling. Like, for instance, controlling. They might be attempting to control you. Uh, aspects of your life, the relationship with your family or your children, um, your career decisions. Um, and they may align it with their love and support with you and it, it them not giving it to you anymore if you don't you know listen to them and do what they tell you to do. Um, yeah. it, and it's just that's a horrible, a horrible place to be. It is. And especially as a new father too, you know, those controlling people, they're going to want to say, you need to do this with your kid. You need to do that. Why are you why are you being the way you are with your kid? I wasn't like that when I was raising you. They put you in that defensive position to, you know, make you feel small, put you in your shell, hide you, so that way you question everything you're doing and then next thing you know, you you don't know which way to run anymore. Because now it's causing a rift with your spouse, it's causing a rift with that individual, with friends, with work. It it's that that's all you start thinking about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, the point of it is to control the relationship, to control the conversation. Yes. Um, the, to control you, and as a new father, sometimes you might not know any better. Um, 
sometimes it's because the you know the dynamic of your relationship has changed um yeah with that person i mean if it's a mother if it's an aunt if it's a father uh, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day who it is um they could i mean i do all kinds of crazy shit um yeah good no yeah and it's it's like i said it's that it's that brain ninja attack you may not even see it coming until it's too late like we yeah. said in the beginning yeah and, and that's, it, that's, that's it, it might just happen instantly like yeah. it could be completely fine and bam just nails you and you know then you just got to go what we were talking about earlier you got to you know express yourself tell them how you're feeling tell them what's going on and then at that point in time it'll be their, their decision to do whatever they're going to do next and they'll either yes. listen to you or they won't yes so. and no and I, I say that from experience because you start telling your feelings and then it's again that defensive position and i'm sure there's dads out there that are feeling the same way of well why do you feel that way there's no reason why you should feel that way what have i done that makes you want to believe that putting that blame back on you for feeling a certain way when you're trying to emphasize your thoughts your beliefs what is really eating you inside you know those those toxic people maybe might be gaslighting you or being a narcissist yeah. and just saying why are you being the way that you are there's no reason for this now and then you oh go ahead i'm sorry oh no and then you can't get your feelings across to have a mutual conversation to have a adult conversation to try and clear the air yeah and you know families normally have disagreements occasionally they absolutely do yep but um at the end people should really at the end of the day they should love and respect each other um and you know if you get in a fight there should be an apology if they yeah. decide to leave it on the table that's not good um in the toxic dynamic if you leave the room feeling disdain instead of love eh, you might have a problem there <laughs> just a tad yeah just I mean, a bit they, they might mock you or belittle you attack you in vulnerable points from the past mm -hmm. you know just just for the sake of chipping away at your self-esteem it's you mm -hmm. know you're not talking about a person that has your best interests in mind right or they may have they may have or they they may love you they may truly care about you but at the end of the day it's all about having that control yeah having that ability to say i'm the one in charge i'm the alpha no matter what i say it goes you may be married, you may have your own home, you may have this and that, but I'm the one at the end of the day that has the control. Yeah. And absolutely. and that's what you really want to start looking out for. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and like Dave said, it, it could be gaslighting, it could be harsh or criticisms, um, physical violence, like all these things. I mean, do you think physical violence even, yeah, probably goes into the toxicity yeah, thing. It does because it's that, I would say it's that alpha move that I'm better than you and I know it and I'm just going to kick your ass just just to show it because you're you're beneath me. Right. Um and another another point good point you made was like narcissism. It's 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 a good example of mm -hmm. what could be causing these behaviors in a person. Um what are what are some other ones? Um other mental health problems. Um they might be going through an anxiety depressive state. Uh, substance abuse is a big one. Um, yes. that's a huge one. Uh, alcoholism, yes. you know, they might be, um, 
taking something that affects their mood in a way or taking um, a prescribed medication incorrectly and it could be changing the way they think um, a hundred things. It, it, it could literally be just about anything. They could just be a dick and you just didn't know it till now. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and for some of us that becomes that late spot. And then when you start becoming that new person that just says, you know what? No, I'm not going to deal with it anymore. It's like I said, now you start feeling like the black sheep of the family because you're the one seeing through the thinly veiled bullshit. That is that toxicity in the life. Right. Right. Um, I mean, in, in a thousand things could change. Yep. Uh, and somebody's like to make them to be that way. Like I said, yeah. the substance abuse thing, um, having a kid, yeah. Is the major oh, yeah. life that change. The thing that we're, you yeah. know, the whole basis of our podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, I went off on a tangent there for a second. You really did. <laughs> yeah. Was- hey, such is life, man. What are you going to do? <laughs> but having a kid is probably the biggest life change that you could have when you start introducing toxicity or start mentioning toxic family and even friends. Um, and I'm just going to put this in there. There's a um, entrepreneur out there. He passed away in 07, Jim Rohn. Uh, did you ever hear about him, Ryan? Mm, no, actually. He was he was like the he was like the tone like our Tony Robbins. You know who Tony Robbins is? I do know who Tony Robbins. Okay, is, yeah. he's like our Tony Robbins, big motivational speaker for the time. Um, you know, massive entrepreneur, philanthropist, all that. He had a quote out there and it's probably one of my favorite quotes of all time it's you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with that is an extremely powerful quote it is it's absolutely mind-shattering just those few simple words because if you continually associate with these toxic people now you be you become that toxic person so it's a double-edged sword that's actually a really, really ridiculously good point. Um, wow, huh? Did I just blow, did I just blow your yeah. mind? Yeah, that's a that's a <laughs> that's a Dave Olander mind blower. <laughs> yeah, I kept that one in the back pocket for yeah, now. Yeah, you didn't even we we did like and we did like <laughs> half an hour, forty five minutes of just like prep about how this was all gonna go, and he failed to mention that one. Fuck you, Dave. <laughs> I don't know why I just remembered it, but I did. <laughs> like. I, I moved. I, I just moved my mouse, and now like all my stuff is completely out of order. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, because <laughs> of you. This is your problem. <laughs> That's fine. Um, I'll take over. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. It's not that big of a deal. Not at all. But it goes back to finding the finding the holes in your circle, finding the pieces that you don't want in that circle of those five people you talk to, it could be friends, it could be family, it could be your, you know, whoever, and learning to shift away and maybe spending more time with a more positive person, a less, you know, that less toxic person, like Ryan said, distancing yourself or completely cutting them off, depending on how bad the situation is. There's a lot of variables and we'll get into those as well too, as we move on in this episode, but it's that it's really sitting down and realizing who your five people are that you spend the most time with, kid, wife, mother, father, whoever, sitting down and looking at their traits and then saying, am I this person? Do I have pieces of this person? And chances are you're going to say yes to at least one or all five of those. And then you're going to have to make the tough decision of what do I do to become better? 
who do I maybe want to emulate a little bit more? Is it a very close friend and maybe getting in, starting jumping into their circle and, you know, meeting their friends and having that more positivity or whatever it's going to take to break that cycle because that toxic person, they build that anxiety, they build that depression in you, they build that self-doubt. So like we said, as a fearless father, you need to be able to switch that mindset Break that positive, or no, yeah, break that positivity. <laughs> break that negative. <laughs> yeah, get it. <laughs> Just end it. Break that negativity to start rebuilding to a positive outlook. And like I said, especially in imposter syndrome, it's not something that happens overnight. And I'm going to continue to say it. It happens incrementally as you progress in life. You're not going to expect this change to happen overnight. And now that he's done going through all that, I found my place in my now. Yay! <laughs> yeah, thanks for the thanks for eating for <laughs> Gotcha, buddy. I appreciate that. But it, it's actually an excellent transition to where we were going <laughs> with it. Yes. Um, some of this stuff is, and this should be remembered is 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 truly temporary. Um, some of it has to do with like changes in work at school, trouble with other friends. Um, health concerns or emotional distresses, i.e., you know, anxiety, depressive disorder, um, things like that. Uh, financial difficulties is a big one. And these behaviors, if they're caused by something else, can be temporary. As a responsible person, they'll eventually apologize and the behavior will eventually just go away, especially if it blindsides you and a person who it's a person who's never really done that before. But truly toxic people typically don't change or improve very much at all. Preach, brother, preach. And why they are toxic probably is not their fault, but it's definitely their responsibility to deal with it, probably with professional support. But can I cut you off for a quick second? Oh, sure. All right. So I just listened to a podcast episode the other day. Um, If you haven't checked it out, check out the podcast. If you're an entrepreneur or want to be one, screw the nine to five. I know I got Ryan into a couple episodes. Yeah. 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 It's all fantastic stuff. I love those guys. I'm a big podcast head. Like I I get to the point where I'm like, you know, like critiquing the structure of the podcast and the flow <laughs> you know all the things we're really bad at but i'll sit yeah, back exactly. and be yeah. like these guys are excellent and wriggle my hands a little bit <laughs> in a very evil manner. yes yes yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway um i actually just listened to an episode yesterday or two days ago it was a couple days ago and they said and this this actually has to do with what you're talking about so i'm not going on a tangent but well, it's going on a tangent Thank you. I appreciate it. But it had to do with knowing the experiences that you have. You can't control. You can control what happens in your life. It all depends on how you manage those experiences and how you become better because of it. So for me, I'm a child of divorce. My parents split when I was five years old. So that's some of my youngest memories. And they hated each other, hated each other for eh, about 20 years um, until we got until me and my wife got married. And then they finally decided to reconcile. But during that time frame, I had to live in the constant fighting back and forth between my parents, between us. And, you know, as a young kid, that's a psychological mindfuck. Yeah, yeah, it really is. So growing up, I could have been, you know, oh, this is what parents do. This is they fight all the time or they get divorced, you know, where my wife, their parent, you know, her parents have been together since they were 13 and 15. You know, they've been together forever and they've been married almost 40 years. But it's taking those experiences that you have and being able to realize them and the steps that you took to combat those. 
So when we're talking about a toxic person, you know, like Ryan said, it may not be their fault. It could just be a factor of how they coped with whatever X, Y, and Z happened in their life. God, I can't even visualize 40 years of marriage yet. We're coming up on 10. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm six. At the date of this recording, I'm a month away from six years. So I'm right behind you, buddy. Yeah. Thanks, I think. (laughs) oh man we should really not be joking about that Uh, all right moving on uh so how do you deal with it big deal yeah oh we're gonna drop some bombs of information on you right now i don't know about all that i'm certainly gonna have something to say about it though (laughs) so now that dave's made that very lofty promise There's no right or wrong way to deal with it. It's a family member. It's really how you want to deal with it. But I will say one thing. If you go to limit contact, cut off completely, or start a dialogue, you should really go in with a plan. Like, yes, a good one. (laughs) Yes. It's like being in the military with us, right? You don't go into you don't go into battle without having a plan of action first, without knowing at least what steps you're going to take to try and combat that. And you may need contingencies for the unknown variables that are inevitably going to happen when you have that whatever step you're going to take in this matter. Yeah, exactly. Great, great, great. Yeah. Great, annoyingly great <laughs> example. <laughs> I, you know, and don't take this personally. I hate relating things to the military. I just do, even though it was like a giant part of my life. Right, but we could relate almost everything to that fact, and that's what scares the hell out of me. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Even the horrific chaos. <laughs> you're like, oh, you always go into the battle plan, except when yep. you don't. Yeah. Anyway, but having but having a plan, having a plan, whichever whichever way you're going to go with this, having a plan is it, it's going to be a huge deal for this. Um, uh, developing a clear set of ideas and deciding what you actually want to get out of it um, is probably probably one of the one of the bigger things you're going to want to you're going to want to deal with even before attempting to contact said person again if it's gotten to that point. Um, you know, like practicing detachment. That's uh, it's going to be hard, mm-hmm. especially if it's like a grandmother or a grandfather or an aunt or an uncle, people who are going to be at family events. That so detachment might might not be the best choice. Um, limiting contact might be right. Um, you know, you don't ever want to take a family member away from somebody, but if the behavior that they're doing is detrimental to the child's mental health, not just yours, you really, really, really have to limit those interactions as much as possible. And not for the sake because they're family. Right. No, uh, for the sake I, of the kid. For the sake and of the kid. Too, I, but mostly the kid. <laughs> I, I hate that. Well, it's family, so you have to. No, no. If it's toxic and it's not going to work and it's going to be, like Ryan said, detrimental to the kid and yourself, it's not worth it. It's not right at the end of the day, especially with a younger child, it's about the child first. Um, and not about, not about you. Right. Um, it can be about you once you've dealt with, you know, the child side of it. But, um, in reality, you're not, you're just trying to, to, to mitigate damage. Um, so I guess the last part of that is like having the conversation. Now, this is going to be challenging. Um, because it's a person you've known probably for most of your life 
and you're now just approaching a very uncomfortable conversation. So how do you how do you get started with something like that? How, how do, do you, you switch your mindset? How do you flip that switch to change your mindset? Ryan's going to take you down that road. Am I? I feel maybe prepared to do. <laughs> you want me to take over for a little bit? Yeah, I you think can I start. Can. You can start, right. and then I'll, I'll pick up. I'll pick up with All some right. with some pointers and whatnot. I like that you could interject me anytime. So, what do you do to start fixing that mindset and start having that difficult conversation? Like we said, have a plan of attack. Don't go in there blindly thinking you're going to come out of it victorious because you're not. All you're going to do is you're going to cause more harm than good. Predict your future. What the fuck do I mean by that? What I simply mean is, you know when you're having those imaginary arguments in your shower with your shampoo bottles and you're winning those? That's what I mean, guys. Does everybody have... Dave, is there some stuff you want to talk about? I'm sure somebody. Is. We're gonna we're gonna get an email. It's like, yeah, I totally fucking do that. That guy. I was really. I'm hoping dick. there's somebody out there. <laughs> yeah. I'm really open. It was made a meme once, so I'm sure it's real. I'm oh, sure there's yeah, other I'm people sure out there besides me. Did you, but did you draw? Did you draw little faces on them? Googly eyes. Nice. That's good. Yeah. Good. The the trick is finding uh, water resistant glue. Gorilla Glue works wonders. Yeah, it's literally about yeah. saying Gorilla Glue is probably the best way to go. <laughs> but it has to do with predicting your future. It's It sounds simple, but it is simple. It's getting that mindset of saying, this is the life I want to have for myself and for my child. It's being able to say, this is what I want to see. And building the steps and the roadmap to get to that future that you so that you so predict. Because we all live in the now. We don't live in the then, or we tend to live in the past, but we never live for the future. We live in the now, and we cloud our judgment on what it is we want for ourselves and for our family at the end of the day. So being able to have a plan, predicting your future, and trying to build that courage incrementally, getting rid of those limiting beliefs that you're not good enough, that you're this and that, and you're the bottom of the barrel. It's getting rid of those and building that courage to get that confidence. They all work hand in hand at the end of the day. Um, And then going out there and actually doing it and having that conversation and saying, listen, this is how I feel. Whether you want to accept it or not is up to you. But you're going to know my side of the story. You're going to know what my feelings are and whether you want to take that and you want to accept it or if you want to say that, you know, you're the victim and I'm attacking you, whatever. But I need to do what's right for me and my family. That is the absolute hardest part to do. But like we've said before, getting uncomfortable, getting in that unknown space and actually doing that is the only way you're going to learn to grow. That was probably one of the best little three minute pieces of audio that I think exists on this topic. <laughs> that was really, really, really well done. Um, I had this whole diatribe put together about practicing verbal detachment and like keeping away from the messy situations. Um, do what Dave said. <laughs> <laughs> do that that's a way fucking better idea (laughs) um and control if you're gonna do that control the conversation after the yes 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 say your piece you can let them say theirs if you want but don't end up 
participating in any of that person's messy situations that they're in. Try to avoid bringing up topics of extreme emotion. Keep every conversation light and casual. You're not there to get into a fight anymore. Right. You're there to be positive. You are now a positive person. You are now a yes. positive influence. End that damn conversation before it has a chance to get ugly. Stop it. Stop it. Thank dead. you. Kill it. Hit it in the face with a shovel. Bury Smack. it in the backyard. <laughs> do whatever you got to do. Pack it into a backpack and stake it to the store to sell it. I don't give a fuck what you do with that conversation, but it's over for you. Thank you for hitting that point because I completely forgot about that. That's keeping right. that's keeping control of that conversation is crucial, guys. The moment, because that toxic person, what do they want to do? They want to pick a fight. They want to give a reason as to being the victim. So yep. by you keeping cool and calm, Cutting off the conversation if they don't want to hear it is your ultimate move. It also helps you retain control. Yes. Which a narcissist desperately wants from you. <laughs> Horribly wants. Yeah. Um, yes. It's going to be a lot better if you can control the dynamic of those conversations. Um, another thing is don't share anything you want to be super private with them. Yes. You know, don't give them the extra ammunition. Learn when to say no is another yes. good one. Huge. Yes. Just do not agree to anything you're not comfortable with. You're in control of the situation. You control what happens and when it happens and why it happens. Doesn't mean you don't have to have a relationship with this person, but for God's but sakes. Stay in control. Right. Stay in control and attack from the shadows. Don't attack in the light. Right. Keep your you said defenses that beautifully. up. Yes. Yeah. Keep, your keep your defenses up, but don't be so defensive as to completely block somebody out. Unless that's, unless that's the way you're going, then by all means, you know, do it. You know, if you feel comfortable doing that. Yeah. But it's learning that control and keeping that control is what's going to make it better for you in the long run, especially when we're dealing with toxic people. Right. Right. Um, other stuff you can do. You decide where and when to meet. Um, be clear about what your intentions are and your abilities are. You transport everything because then you're controlling when things are when things are going to happen. If substance abuse is the problem, like alcoholism, fucking put the alcohol away in your house if you have them come over. Weird. Crazy stuff. Huh. Just like, you know, what happens a lot is the really just common sense shit goes out of the window when- yep you're you know you're losing it because you're having an anxiety attack about seeing this person well if you can get rid of as many variables as possible you're going to be that much better and you can con you can just concentrate on the healing of yes. not necessarily them but you you are the biggest deal here <laughs> yeah the you're the you're the one that you wants to heal your, you and your family you and your kid you're the one that's listening to this podcast so obviously you need a you need a space to start to heal that person may not be ready to heal but you are right. so it's Focusing on you and your family and starting that starting that healing process. Hey, you're, well, you're not in it to change them. You're no, in you're it, not. You're in it to not get hurt anymore. Right. You're in it to right. improve yourself and you're in it so that they will not hurt the mental state of your child with whom you're responsible for. That's yes. that's what you're in it for. Yes. I mean, yeah, it could be somebody you've known your entire life, but for God's sakes, make sure you're home and hearth is set and good before you go start to try and you know fix somebody beautifully said that was bravo 
I'm not gonna lie. I think that came from Skyrim. When I heard Home and Hearth, yeah, yeah, I sure. could, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Game of Thrones or something. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know why I said that out loud <laughs> and then broadcasted it to many. People. I think that's the. I think that's the only thing I picked up out of most of that was the Home and Hearth. I'm like, oh, took an arrow to the knee. Yeah, yeah sweet Weird. rolls. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's gonna send us an email with like a direct quote from like Oblivion. <laughs> Please do. Please. I want to see it. Whatever that came from, just send us an email. You know what? If somebody does that and I go and look it up and it's right, the first person that sent me that email, I'm going to send them a shirt. What's the number? Uh, Yeah. So there you go. You have your challenge. Yeah. If there is an actual quote. Listener engagement. Do it. Actually, I'll send you a a piece of merch of your choice. Um, Or if you would like, I'll make you a custom piece of merch and send it to you as well. Because I love doing shit like that. That's our challenge. There we go. Yeah. So good luck, boys. If you could figure out where the hell that quote came from, send us that email and we could fact check. And it's real. You know, don't make up some fake bullshit website. Oh, no, I'm going to check it. I'm going to check it. You know, it's going to be that one dude out there be like, I don't never catch us mm. yeah yeah but if i'm gonna yeah. like sacrifice you know a couple of gin drinks to to make you a new shirt <laughs> just for you <laughs> i mean i'm gonna order one too obviously because i keep a piece of one of every piece of our merch just for the sake of it yeah. um it better be right <laughs> that's all i'm saying is i'm gonna i'm gonna go spend some time on it he'll so. do it too he is our oh, researcher yeah. so yeah. Good luck, boys. So I'm never going to tell anybody when it's time to cut ties with a member of your family or a friend or anything like that. But for God's sakes, if it gets physical, um, unwanted sexual advances, just generally causing you psychosis at any level, you might want to really consider backing off of that relationship. Um, at the end of the day, it's absolutely your choice, but no one should ever disrespect you or harm you in any way. Th- these things happen every day and it's unfortunate um don't let anybody hurt you i guess is what i'm trying to say (laughs) and if you gotta cut ties you gotta cut ties such is life and that's Um, what we're here for boys we're here to get uncomfortable and we're here to make sure that you start growing so that's well said sir well said indeed and relationships can be mended in the future yes you know there's always more people there's always different friends but for god's sakes guys do not let anybody hurt you Never. The universe always has a way of working itself out. Absolutely. The universe is never going to give you more than you could handle at any one time. Remember that. So if it's a difficult situation, combat it, and the universe will point you to the next spot in which you need to go. Never forget that, guys. Well, on that solemn ass note, <laughs> um, this has been the Fearless Fathers podcast. We want to and... thank you guys. Oh, I'm gonna oh. I'm going to shut the fuck up. Go ahead. Oh, no, it's all right. Um, no, I want to thank you guys. <laughs> no, we, we want to thank you guys, me and me and Davo. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us. Um, we do this because we're passionate about it and we love hearing all your stories. Um, yeah. So keep sending them. Send them to us. We want to hear from you. And we will keep the content coming for as long as we can. So Forever forever and like i said in the beginning if you really want to support us and check us out fearless fathers podcast on both facebook and instagram there's links right to our shop from both of those pages so you can go check out our merch you know continue to support us any way you can um and drop us a line like ryan said at fearless fathers podcast at gmail.com 
Let us know what you think about the episodes. If there's any specific topics you want to hear, let us know that as well. Share your stories. It's never wrong to remain anonymous. You know, we're here for you guys to get you uncomfortable, have some fun, and as always, embrace the fear. Fear.